Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to this installment of Steel Conversation. My name is Brian Diardo, and uh, we're going to get right to it. We've got training camp coming up tomorrow, uh, the Steelers 2016 training camp, and uh, there's a lot of things to be optimistic about if you're a Steelers fan. And actually, USA Today came out and predicted the Steelers to win Super Bowl 51 uh, over the Cardinals. Uh, the Steelers have an emerging defense. They, you know, they draft three young rookies who um, each uh, will see significant playing time in 2016, barring injuries or suspensions. Uh, you know, the offense the Steelers have arguably the best in football. Uh, in Chris Boswell, uh, in him, the Steelers have arguably uh, the best young kicker in football. Uh, with those things being said, uh, there's definitely been some discouraging things that have. Uh, come out regarding the black and gold this past offseason, and it started in March with uh, Martavis Bryant uh, getting suspended for the entire season after missing several drug tests, Um, and then more recently, over the past weekend, Le'Veon Bell uh, facing a four-game suspension for missing drug tests as well, Uh, and then today, um, Antonio Brown now um, uh, is reported by Adam Schefter will be seeking a new contract uh, before or as he enters training camp. He will not hold out, but Antonio Brown is uh, going to try and is hopeful that he will get a new contract um, by the Steelers before the season begins. He currently has uh, two years left on his contract. So, you know, it, it's troubling when you, you hear all of these things and the focus is not on football. And that is – not good for a team with Super Bowl aspirations. Um, I honestly do think, with that being said, in in today's day and age, it's impossible for any team, especially a team as good as the Steelers and as popular as the Steelers with all of the media that covers them, including uh, this station, 24-7 Sports, uh, it's impossible for for no drama to be surrounding any team. So I, I don't think it's possible for any team where all the focus is on football in terms of the media and everything. And I think some of it is overblown. I, I would say, you know, 98, 99% of the Steelers are staying out of trouble. They've been working extremely hard this off season and they're ready to win a Super Bowl. I think that's fair to say. Um, and most of our articles over the past, you know, several months have been about those players, you know, the, the Sammy Coates, the Landry Jones, the, the guys that have been constantly in the Steelers' weight room this offseason, Stephon Tuitt, Ryan Shazier, uh, Marcus Wheaton. There, there's so many players on this team uh, you know, whose intentions are in the right place that they're working on you know, doing whatever they can to help get the Steelers their seventh Super Bowl victory. It's unfortunate that most of the focus recently has been on the negatives, the Martavis Bryant, the Le'Veon Bell, the Antonio Brown, um, and, I mean, I think we've pretty much exhausted the Martavis Bryant conversation. Um, for those of you that um, have been following the Steelers this past offseason and following 24-7 sports, we, we've talked about that at length. He will be missing the 2016 season, which is a, a huge blow to the Steelers. I think if there's any team that can handle the loss of a player like Bryant, it's going to, it is the Steelers. They have depth at the receiver position. Uh, obviously, they have Antonio Brown. But let's let's talk about uh, the Antonio Brown situation first. Um, Antonio Brown came out today and said that, well, through ESPN's Adam Schefter, Brown hasn't said anything official, but um, Schefter's reported that Brown is seeking 
a new contract um, before training camp and is hopeful that he'll get one in the next two weeks. Um, this is coming not even three months after uh, Kevin Colbert, the Steelers general manager, said in a statement that the Steelers have no plans on uh, redoing Antonio Brown's contract and they hope that he honors his contract. So you've got two completely different sides of the story here. You've got Brown, who's reported to be hopefully going to get a new contract. You've Kevin Colbert a few months ago saying there's no way that, that the Steelers are going to do that. So obviously there's either been things that have been discussed that haven't been reported or uh, there's going to be a standoff. There's going to be a standoff between the two because, the, the, you know, as last reported, Steelers have no intention of giving Antonio Brown a new deal. So, and this, if you remember, this, this, you know, it's almost like going back in time. It's like Groundhog Day. Uh, this is the exact conversation we were having a year ago when Antonio Brown was heading into training camp. And a Rolls Royce, mind you, <laughs> anyway, asking for more money. I know it, it's different. You know, it, it's hard for people, you know, working people like us or anybody that's not a, a celebrity um, to to look at someone in a Rolls Royce and think, how can this guy ask for, for more money? But it, it's different at that level. They all make tons of money. And Antonio Brown is definitely not one of the highest paid receivers. He's not. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure it's tough for him because Drew Rosenhaus represents Antonio Brown, and Drew Rosenhaus also represents T.Y. Hilton, who signed, I believe, a $65 million contract last year for five years. Brown has two years left on a six-year deal for $43 million. So, you know, when you look at that, T.Y. Hilton's not even near the ability level of Brown, not even close, not even close. Uh, and he's making $20 million more than him. Brown is better than Des Bryant. Des Bryant is the highest, I believe, the league's highest paid receiver. <clears throat> he signed a five-year deal for $70 million, uh last season. So, you know, Brown's looking at these deals, and he's probably, I'm sure, I mean, obviously he's frustrated. Obviously he wants more money. Um, what I hope he understands, and this is, I can honestly, I, I, I'm torn. You know, I don't, I, I still, you know, give him more money. I wouldn't be opposed. If they don't, I wouldn't be opposed. I think Antonio Brown has certainly lived up to his contract, but the the issue is um, contract. It's just like you know, I'm, I'm a car guy. I love cars. And when I bought my car a few years ago, um, you know, my dad told me, "Hey, you're going to want a new car in a few more years." So that's just how it goes. You know, there's going to be new things that come out, and you're always going to, you know, like the new shiny things. And and it's true. <laughs> Thirty years later. I want a new car. I'm not going to get one because I don't like payments like most of us, but that's just how it is. And I think that you can make that similar. Uh, you know, I, I say that comparing it to Brown's situation where, you know, contracts are always going to go up as long as the NFL remains the most popular sport in America. And as long as, you know, TV companies are going to continue to pour money into the NFL and, and pay for the right to broadcast football games. Um, there's going to be bigger contracts. I mean, Antonio Brown signed a six-year, $43 million deal, you know, four years ago. That Honestly, the, the Steelers were kind of going on a limb at that point. Brown made one throw goal. Um, you know, he definitely was a great, a very good receiver five years ago. Not nearly what he is now. The, the Steelers kind of took a leap of faith on him and said, hey, you know, we're going to let Mike Wallace go a few years ago, or later, they let Antonio, or I'm sorry, Emmanuel Sanders go. At that point, the Steelers pretty much said, 
you are our guy for the next half decade plus. Like, you are our guy. You are you and Ben Roethlisberger. We're hitching our wagons to you. Um, you know, the Steelers only have so much money to invest in people, and they said, hey, you know, and at that time, that was, I think, the most money the Steelers had ever given to a player not named Ben Roethlisberger. So at that time, you know, Brown was one of the highest paid receivers in football. But what's happened since then? The league has gotten richer. Uh, contracts have gotten more lucrative. And now Brown is watching players probably not as good as him uh, getting uh, more lucrative contracts. But what he has to understand is this. He is the one that signed that deal four years ago. The Steelers did not force him to sign that contract. And again, the Steelers took an enormous leap of faith five years ago or four years ago by signing Brown to that contract. I remember at the time, you know, liking that deal because, hey, the Steelers knew what they wanted. They knew that Brown was going to be good. They had faith in him. They said, listen, we're going to lock this guy up now, and we're going to pay him like a, like a top-flight receiver, and let's hope that he uh, lives up to it. And he, is, he has done just that. Um, so it's tough when you hear people say, you know, well, he's, he's outplayed his contract. Well, I mean, who's to say? Obviously, the last three years he's put up the best numbers a receiver's ever had. And if the Steelers had unlimited money, I'm sure they would pay him, you know, more money. But but the situation is this. The Steelers four years ago uh, you know, overpaid Antonio Brown or paid him for what they hoped that they were going to give him. And the thing that Antonio Brown needs to understand is this, is that the Steelers have to look at the entire scope of their team. They've got Le'Veon Bell's deal coming up, which, which we'll get to him. <laughs> Who knows whether he'll get a new deal with the Steelers. The Steelers only have so much money to throw around. And – you know, I have no problem with Brown coming back. I, I think there's something to be said about, you know, talking to a team one year before your contract expires as opposed to two years. I mean, you know, Le'Veon Brown, uh, Bell was an all-pro last or two years ago, and the Steelers are not even going to entertain talking to him about a new contract until the season's over. I, I feel like in, in sports you have to reach a certain status before you can start – talking about getting a new contract before your current one's up. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you're at a, a level like Brown, I obviously think it, it's not a terrible thing to discuss a new contract. It's not. It, it's not. Um, the last year was extremely premature, you know, for him to come out and, in my opinion, to ask for a new contract when you're only halfway through your first one. To me, that shows immaturity. That, that, that shows that, you know, obviously he saw what Hilton was making it's never a, a, a bad thing, but to me, it, it just seemed ill-timed. It, you know, to me, it was like, well, you know, you're only three years into this deal. You know, you really want to ask for money now, and you've got three years left. You're halfway through. And the Steelers did what they could. I mean, they gave him an extra $2 million, and they asked Heath Miller and Sean Sweesham to, uh, you know, to take pay cuts, which they did. And, you know, Brown, they also, you know, are fully supporting Brown in his off-season things that he does to make more money. You know, he was on Dancing with the Stars. You know, he's on ESPN Magazine, which I'm sure, he, you know, those aren't free things that he does. So, you know, obviously Brown is, has – he's a very marketable guy, and he surely made money. He, had, he has his business, his booming business, which he sells T-shirts, flip-flops, all those things. Um, the Steelers have supported him in that, which they don't have to do. So, you know, the Steelers have done everything they can do for Brown except for give him a new deal. Um, I think – and again, I think next year if he comes in, it has another monster season. I, I think next year, with one year to go, I would be totally okay at that time with the Steelers. You're giving him a new deal because at that time, 
and and hopefully, you know, after a big playoff run, hopefully a Super Bowl championship. But but if you're the Steelers, you know, you know that's that's your argument is that, you know, you still got two years left on this deal. We still got other contracts we need to sort out. And, and I think the biggest issue with this is that Brown has already. I mean, the Steelers have already publicly come out and said, "Listen, we are not paying Antonio Brown, and we're not giving him a new contract." So unless anything has changed for Brown to, you know, come into training camp expecting a new contract. Uh, that's not a good thing for the Steelers, it, it, not at all. And, you know, you just hope that the focus is back on football. Um, and hopefully, you know, Antonio Brown uh, will continue to have a, a strong work ethic. Because, let's be honest, I mean, Antonio, I'm, a, I'm a big Antonio Brown fan. I'll just come out and say it. Um, you know, you look at his Snapchats, you look at the workout videos he posts. I mean, yes, he... He's an extremely marketable guy. He does tons of things in the offseason. He did dance with the stars. That's all secondary to his training and his workout regimen. You don't become the best receiver in football by going out and just playing on Sunday or just showing up to training camp and just rolling. He's 100% committed to football um, all the time. So I'm a huge Antonio Brown guy, and, you know, I, I, I I just think that, you know, asking for a contract last year is premature. I think asking for one this year is premature, especially when your employer comes out, you know, not even three months prior and says we're not going to give you a new deal. You've got to just play out this one. You've got to give it at least another year. And I think, you know, Brown going in next year, if he has another great season, um, he, I think he's definitely going to get a new contract. But, again, it just, it just comes down to being patient and waiting your turn. I mean, he didn't have to sign that deal four years ago. You know, he could have asked for more money. The Steelers, if he accepted what the Steelers gave him, and, and he has to be an adult and live with it. I hate saying it, but you've got to start being tough with people. Even the, even someone that over the three years of his career, you know, he's had the three best seasons the receivers ever had. The Steelers just don't have the money. They, they don't. It's it's like, it's like uh, you know, if you go to a, a, a candy store and they only have five packs of gum and you ask for seven, they don't have it. They don't have it. I mean, they don't have the, – the Steelers don't have the money that Antonio Brown wants. They just don't. And he's got to understand that. And that's the issue. And this is kind of what I wanted to center this conversation on here is it's, it's just, you know, when you, when you watch pro sports, when you're a kid, you know, you think everybody wants to win. You know, that, that's why these guys are playing. Um, as a fan, that's what you want. All you want to do is, is turn on the TV and you want to cheer on your team and, and you hope they win. There's no other thought, uh, you know, no other motivation for you as a fan to watch the team other than the fact that you love the team and it's a bonding thing with your family and, and there's that whole other other side of it, um, you know. But at the end of the day, you're not turning on the Steelers just because it's a great bonding experience with your family. You're turning on because you want to see the team, you know, play well enough to win. They're not always going to win but you would hope that they, they at least put on a winning effort every single Sunday. I think that's what fans, it's fans, that's one thing that, that, that I think rightfully you can try to expect from your team every Sunday. They're going to come out and give you a winning effort and hopefully a winning performance. And even if they don't win, they, they play to a level and an effort that you can be proud of as a fan. That's all you want. And you want the focus to be on, on teamwork and winning. Um, that's what you want. That's why – uh, you know, Steeler fans that grew up in the 70s loved those teams because that's what they did every single Sunday. They never mailed it in. They went out and played hard, and they didn't always win. I mean, they won most of the time, but 
you know, they always play. They, that's why they call it Steeler football. That's doing whatever it takes to win. That's teamwork. That's landing out. That's landing on the line. Um, you know, you look at Elsie Greenwood and you look at uh, Dwight White, who passed away in the last you know ten years. They literally died uh, playing football. I mean, they died because of unsuccessful back surgeries, and it was multiple, you know, dozens of back surgeries for both guys. I mean, total. I mean, they had over total, I think, 20 surgeries between the two easily. Um, and those were because of football complications. They died playing the game of football. It's just not mince words here. Mike Webster, the same thing, the concussion. Those guys laid it out there. Not saying this, this current era of Steelers has to go to that level, but they, they need to put football first. And when it's time to, to play, to lay it out there and, and, and put forth a winning effort. That's why, you know, I have so much respect for the 2015 Steelers because they did that. Um, you know, that, that was a team that, because unfortunately, when you grow up, you realize that not every football team, not every team that's professional football or, and winning is the priority. It's not. You know, I remember uh, still, you know, as a kid, I remember the 1999 Steelers. They were in the midst of a, uh, a bad season. They were 6-10. and 10. They were about to drop a game to Kansas City. And I remember looking on the you know TV, kind of pan the sidelines, and Steeler players were laughing. And I remember being disappointed, thinking, "Man, I care more about them winning than they do." But you know, you get older, and you're like, "Hey, they're human." Maybe one guy you know cracked the choke on the sidelines, and, and the camera caught him. At, you know, at the time they were laughing. It, it is what it is. But at the time, it, it it was the first time it really dawned on me that man, not every team's about winning. You know, last year's Steeler team was. All the way. All the way. You don't get that close to an AFC championship without being all in. With with all the adversity this team faced. This, this, Talent-wise, the Stewart team could have been in the Super Bowl. They could have won the Super Bowl. But injuries happened. Suspensions happened. Things happened out of their control. Um, and they got as far – the Steelers last year got as far as they could go. Um, I, I think – I don't know if they would have been able to beat uh, New England the next week or, or Carolina – you would hope so, but, you know, at full strength, yeah. But given their injuries and given everything, I mean, if you, if, if you watched, you know, Denver the next two weeks after they played Pittsburgh, they continued to raise uh, their level. And I don't know if the Steelers could have raised their level any higher than the one they had in Denver. Because I don't think the, as good as the Steelers played against Denver, I don't think that level would have been good enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, I, I think New England would have, you know, Denver had to keep raising their level of play to defeat the team's, they defeated after Pittsburgh, and I think Pittsburgh at that point had maxed out. Um, but that, that being said, they played championship football. They played to win. They played all out. That's why Mike Tomlin cried in the locker room when a lot of Steeler veterans said they'd never seen him cry before because he got it. He knew that this 2015 team that he was coaching uh, laid it out there, and they only cared about winning. The Steelers are measured by Super Bowl wins. They're not measured by playoff seasons division titles. Most Steelers fans, knowledgeable Steelers fans, probably don't know how many division titles the Steelers have won. I don't know how many they've won offhand. They've won a lot of them, but we don't measure it that way. Whether that's fair or not. You know, I live uh, in Ohio. Um, when the Bengals win a division title, they get T-shirts. We don't, we don't do that. We get T-shirts when you win Super Bowls, not even AFC titles. I mean, the Steelers won. This is uh, probably a lot of people don't know. Um, the Steelers are the only AFC championship team or the only team – did not win a Super Bowl, that, that played in one, that lost a Super Bowl, that didn't get a conference championship ring. In 2010, the Steelers decided to get watches because they didn't feel they deserved a ring. That's how the Steelers are. 
New England loses the Super Bowl, they get a ring. Carolina loses one last year, they get a ring for winning the conference. The Steelers don't want rings unless you win it all. That's how it is. And uh, that's the way it should be in Pittsburgh. Um, that's why you play in Pittsburgh. You play to win championships. That's what you do. Um, you're going to have to sacrifice to win a championship at any level. Um, you know, you look at the Steelers in the 70s, you know, uh, you look at Swan and Stallworth. Those two are the best receivers of all time. Um, you look at the catches they made in the Super Bowls, it's unbelievable. Um, but their stats aren't very good in the regular season. I mean, Stallworth are a little bit better because he played longer, but they're not very great. They're, they're not great at all. Antonio Brown already has better stats than, than Swan, and Brown's only played, what, six NFL seasons? Swan played nine? I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, but those guys all sacrificed uh, statistics, money, whatever, to win Super Bowls. Because that, that brands you forever as a champion. And you look at, you know, most of those Steelers now, I mean, they're all hitting 70 or over 70. You know, they're all around 70 years old. And, like, they're still remembered in Pittsburgh or and across the country as the greatest football team ever put together. And that's a, that's a, a tattoo that's on your body. That's something that stays with you the rest of your life, you know, well after your career, well after, you know, the money and the fame is gone, you can walk around with the Super Bowl ring and you can walk around the country and people know you as, man, you are one of the greatest teams ever. I mean, that's just something that, you know, I can't speak for those players, but I'm sure that that means more to them than any kind of money they could have earned um, is knowing that, hey, I was a part of, of something Great, and no one can take that away from me. No one can take being a part of the greatest team ever away from you. And that's the thing that I, I hope uh, you know reflects on on these Steelers that, that they get as well. Uh, that you know um, you can do other things, and obviously everybody financially should be taken care of, especially these players that that they lay it out on the line. And Antonio Brown should be paid as the highest receiver in the league. It's unfair that he's not, but unfortunately that, that's just the way it is. That's the way it currently is. Maybe a year from now. You know, it won't be that way. You know, Brown's still a young guy. You know, he'll be 29 next year um, when he's got one year left on his contract, and hopefully the Steelers can take care of that. You know, Le'Veon Bell is a very young guy. You know, he's 24 years old. Brian is 25. So hopefully they've got more years left in their career where they can get back on the field, do things they want to do, and get paid, you know, accordingly based on what they've done on and off the field. But the focus has to come back to football now. Um, you know, it's been a long off season. Uh, you know, the Steelers players, they've gone, you know, gotten away. They've gotten their deserved rest. They've done things. Obviously, Brown on Dance with the Stars, you know, Ben had another child. Uh, so, congrats to him and his family. But, you know, this is the time where the focus has to be back to football. And regardless if Brown gets his contract done or not, regardless if Bell plays in 16 games or 12 games, regardless of whether they have Brian or not, which they're not, but they have the focus has to come back to winning football games and the focus, the attention has to go away from the Twitter and away from, and away from all those things. Because I'll tell you what, Antonio Brown, which I'm sure he's not listening. If you help the Steelers win a Super Bowl, they'll, they'll pay you what you want. They'll find a way. I don't think right now the Steelers financially can, but you know, you, you give Kevin Colbert a year or you give him time, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll get it done. They'll find money. They'll find ways. You won the Super Bowl, you help the Steelers win a Super Bowl, you're, you're Super Bowl MVP, and you, you do things right off the field and, and don't do what San Antonio Holmes did after he won a Super Bowl, the Steelers take care of you. 
They will. They all, the Steelers traditionally always take care of their own. You know, uh, you know, 11 years ago, uh, Heinz Ward was in the same situation. He got taken care of. He helped Pittsburgh win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has gotten the big, the big contracts. Um, you know, every Steeler that's paid the price and has done the right things on and off the field and have been patient, they get taken care of uh, by the Steelers. So, you know, Brown just has to be patient. He has to continue to put football first. He has to help this team uh, make a deep playoff run and help them hopefully win a Super Bowl. He'll get taken care of. And that's the thing. When you win a Super Bowl, you, there, there's enough for everybody to go around. There's enough love. There's enough everything. So, you know, and, and it, you know, but at the end of the day, it's going to take sacrifice from everyone. Again, you know, you go back to, uh, you know, the, even even the more recent Steelers Super Bowl teams of 08 and 05. You know, Heinz Ward was not a factor in Super Bowl 43. He was injured as all get out. But he was on the field, and he watched Antonio Holmes bring home the MVP. You've never heard any sour grapes come out of that guy. Um, you know, you look at Willie Parker, and, and uh, you know, near the end of his career in Pittsburgh, wasn't wasn't the guy anymore. But, hey, he still – it's him and Franco Harris, the only two Steeler running backs to uh, win Super Bowls as, as the starting running back in the Super Bowl because Bettis was a backup in Super Bowl 40. So he's got that on his mantle. Um you know, you look at you look at uh, Troy Palomalu. He didn't have great Super Bowls statistically. I know he was injured. Uh, I think banged up in both of them, but he's a Super Bowl champion, and he sacrificed to watch other guys make big plays. That's that's how it is. You you, you don't win the Super Bowls uh, without sacrifice. You don't win championships without sacrifice. And you know that's what I hope the Steelers team realizes, and that's what I hope um, uh, they focus on when they start training camp again. Because I will say this: if the Steelers are are healthy this year, even though they won't have Bryant and they may not even have Bell the first month, the first month of the season. They stay healthy, but they have the same focus as the 2015 team did. They will be in a position to win a Super Bowl. They will win the division. They will get deep into the playoffs. And they and you know, I have no idea how great New England's going to be, but you can't ever. And no, as much as we don't like them, you can't ever count them out. Um. But based on, you know, maybe I would say it's going to be them versus the Steelers for AFC supremacy. And, again, I, I think if the Steelers play, you know, if they have the same effort they gave in 2015, they'll be right in that, that Super Bowl again. But, you know, the focus has to come back to football. The drive has to be back there. And, again, I said this earlier, I think in large a lot of this stuff has been overblown. You know, a lot of the news and, and the Brown stuff and the Bell stuff and the Bryant stuff. But, you know, in, in large, you know, you, you can't tell me that when, when Brown steps on the field again, he, contract or not, he's going to lay it out there and prove again that he's the best guy in the NFL and, and pretty much make it impossible for the Steelers not to give him a big contract next year. Because if Brown has another monster season and helps the Steelers win a Super Bowl, he'll get paid for sure. Um, and, you know, Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers can't pay both guys premium money. But if he has another monster season, he will get paid next year. Might not be from Pittsburgh, but he will get paid. He will get paid. So it's in the it's in their best interest to help the Steelers win a Super Bowl next season. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is 34 years old. He's not getting any younger, and it's hard for him to complete the season without getting injured. So for their best interest, they've got to maximize the remaining years left with Ben. You know, James Harrison. This is probably his last season. They've got to lay it out there for him and try to maximize the time they have left with him. Um, you know, Marquise Pouncey has been injury prone. That's not a knock on him. It's just how it is, unfortunately. 
So he's got to maximize this season and hope that he can stay healthy and help this team win a Super Bowl. You know, windows, Super Bowl windows don't last very long, especially today with salary caps and free agency. So, you know, the 2016 Steelers are only going to come around once. And you look at the 1990 Steelers, I always look back to them as a team, an era of Steeler football that just that, that should have won one and didn't. And, you know, you look at, like, you know, after they lost Super Bowl 30, you say, okay, well, they're going to have more years. And they did. They had two more years. You know, 96, they just they didn't have a quarterback. They got to the divisional round. 97, they got to the ace title game and, uh, you know, Cordell had four turnovers and they lost. <laughs> So and then and then the window closed just like that and all those all those great players they didn't win a ring uh, a lot of those guys chose money over staying you know Lancey Thigpen left Chad Brown left Willie Williams left um, then the Steelers made bad decisions they let Rod Woodson go let Kevin Green go and just like that it was over um, so hopefully the Steelers can learn from those teams hopefully they can remember how much last season hurt losing to Denver and hopefully. <laughs> Uh, the folks who come back to football. And, again, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Antonio Brown guy. Um, I think I think regardless of what happens, he's going to go out there and he's going to play hard. Hopefully the Steelers um, keep football first this season. Uh, and if they do, I think they'll be rewarded as Super Bowl champions. And I think at the end of the day, there's going to be enough love to go around for everyone. So um, let's hope that the Steelers have that focus when they enter training camp. And let's hope it's a great season for the black and gold. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and we hope you continue to tune into our future podcast as we get ready for training camp and the 2016 Steelers season. So signing off for 24-7 Sports and the Steel Conversation, this is Brian Diardo. Have a great day, and as always, it's a great day to be a Steelers fan.